So everyone, sorry for the last running around there, just a great big good morning. It's wonderful to have you joining us here today, and we have a studio audience, for those of you joining us live online, we have a studio audience who joins us every Sunday, and I just want to put out there as well that if you happen to be in town visiting, feel free to let me know, and we'll grab lunch. I have lunch this afternoon with a couple who watches us sometimes from down in Atlanta. We're going to be going out to lunch. I'm always game for lunch, so, so it's way fun when they get a chance to connect in person with you. So today we're going to look at gratitude, and we're kind of going to look at it in two different ways. We're going to look at sort of how do we have gratitude when things are going well, and then importantly, no? Oh, okay, all right. Then, then as well, how do we do gratitude when things aren't going well, like when the microphone's not working? You know, how do we do those things? We're going to take a look at both of those, and it's kind of, it's kind of fun to think about. So the, the first thing I want to talk about here is, is this slide here, and, and it's, a, it's a slide about an epiphany. Is that going to show up here? We'll, we'll see in a second. It's, it's a slide about an epiphany. So how do we have our epiphanies in life, those times where we just get, man, life is just too complicated. And how is it that we're going to make it more simple? And I love, I love at the bottom here, the, the one, one mouse goes, I had an epiphany. And the epiphany is that we're on this kind of this hamster wheel, and how do we step off of it? How do we step off and find a simpler, maybe even a quieter life? So there's a choice here, folks. And part of that stepping off is this idea of finding the simplicity around gratitude and this concept, attention is the gateway to gratitude. Attention is the, is the gateway to gratitude. I think that's really significant. Because life, we can get going so fast where, where all we're thinking about is the running, all the tasks, all the this, all the that. And it's not that the answer is not to do anything. It's just the answer, even in that running that is our lives, how do we sort of find a quieter pace a peace that's underneath that all that can kind of carry and bear us along in the waters of life sometimes that can be sometimes so incredibly challenging. So what we're going to talk about is grounded in gratitude versus the allure of escape. So how do we find ourselves grounded in a deep and rich gratitude? Well, here's an idea, folks. I want us to throw this, this up here for you. Take a look at this particular chart this particular set of slides. And look at, this, look at this in terms of how we can see life. Grounded in gratitude, the allure of escape. So I can sit on one side of life, and I can look at these and I go like, oh, look at the top picture. Beautiful, gorgeous spring morning. Isn't that beautiful? And then I can look at the next picture down and I can think, summertime, I love the summer, I love the warmth. Then we can look at the third picture, fall. I love the fall. That's when so many weddings happen. I love that time of year to be doing a lot of that stuff. And winter. As a little boy, I have all kinds of memories of winter that are really, really strong. So I can sit over here on the grounded in gratitude, or I can step over here in the allure of escape. So I can look at that first picture up there of spring, and I can go like, yeah, you know what? Allergy season. That's all I'm thinking about, allergy season. 
And then the second picture, summertime. Have you ever been in Bernathan, Pennsylvania in August? Do you know how bad summer is? Like August, August, middle of August, it is, it is so hot. It's so awful. Air conditioning bills, all those worries. That's number two. And then the fall. Oh, the fall. The fall, the fall, the fall. The Steelers haven't won a Super Bowl in a long time. You know, the fall, they always disappoint. I always get my hopes up, and they always disappoint. Uh, Eagles fans can give me a little amen on that. Like, like we, we can have all these stories about the fall. And then the wintertime. Who likes to be cold? Who likes to be cold? I don't like to be cold. I don't like waking up being cold. My wife asked me to walk the dog. I try to do it. Walking the dog. No fun in the cold because you got to put on those little shoes. Zero fun. See, folks, these are our choices, right? And the amazing part is that the facts of the case did not change. They did not change. It's the exact same picture. But how we see it is very different in each one. And that's what we're going to be taking a look at today. Like, how do we really kind of ground ourselves in gratitude? And as, as the musicians come out here, I'm not going to hold it like the, that we have to be yippy-skippy about everything. There are some times where the battle for gratitude is really challenging. And we're going to look at, at how we even do that. When gratitude is hard, how is it that we even work through that? How do we make that work? How, does, how can that all come together? So enjoy our first song. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more about how gratitude, how to actually do this, how to actually see the world with simplicity around gratitude.
So fun to be able to say thank you, thank you for that song. Uh, yeah, you know, beautiful idea. Now, first off, I just want us to start here from this place. My gratitude is, you probably noticed we had a few technical glitches there. And I love that we have a team that just figures that stuff out. So Marcus, thank you for figuring that out. I know that that tech stuff can be hard sometimes. And, and folks, as we, as we go through this, right, it's, it's easy to think, grounded in gratitude, a lure of escape. Why, why pair those two together? Well, this is why, right? If, if we can really get to a simple way of being grateful, simple kinds of gratitude, simple gratitude, and avoid the allure of escape, I think we'll be in a much better place spiritually. I've been really thinking a lot about how, how what's, what's sort of the sales pitch for Christianity? And, and why? Like, why do church? Why do Christianity? It's because of the word repentance. Now, repentance doesn't mean you're awful sinners in the hands of an angry God. Repentance literally means to change your mind. Repentance literally means, like, there's a different way to see the world. And that's what Christianity, that's what following Christ does. It gives us a different way to see the world. And here, in this particular congregation, we also bring in a bunch of really beautiful new church theology that informs all that and helps us understand that at an even deeper level. Because if we don't, if we don't live in the gratitude of right now, the allure of escape is going to take us. Addiction can do that. That can be an allure of escape. Pornography, like any number of things, can be an allure of escape. And they can take us away from the moment. Gratitude places us in the moment. The allure of escape is very alluring. And it will take us far away from life as it is. And that's where I think so much of what God is asking us to do is to, to actually look at life, be with life as it is, where it is, in a very simple, grateful way. 
as is said in, in, in New Church, you know, the idea of the simple good, like, like when, we, when we make life really simple and we try to simplify it and we try to get down to what's really good, that's where we'll get it. In a weird way, it's about a grounding down, not a big epiphany up, epiphany in terms of an intellectual epiphany. It's much more grounded than that. So let's take a look, folks, in the how. So I want to start today, this is from First Thessalonians, say that three times fast. First Thessalonians 5. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak. Be patient with everyone. That's a really good one. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice, and as I say all the time, that word could be thrive. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstance, for this is God's will for you in Jesus, in Christ Jesus. Now, I love that last line, right? It's just look at the beauty of that. God's will is that we learn how to rejoice, we learn how to thrive, that we learn how to pray, and our life should be a prayer. It should be a prayer. Abraham Joshua Heschel say it all the time, marching with Martin Luther King in Selma, Alabama. He said, my legs were praying. That's the kind of prayer we're talking about here. And give thanks in all circumstances. Like, these aren't, these aren't suggestions. These are saying, actually, this is the will of God, which tells you about God's heart. It moves us pretty quickly into gratitude. Again, we're going to be coming back around to how do we take this kind of passage and how do we, how do we sort of match it up to when life isn't working, when things are incredibly hard. And the second quote I want to share with you folks, this is from Rowan Williams, and it deals with living a simpler, more grateful life. As the doors open more and more widely, we discover more and more things we can do without not because we despise them, hate them, reject them, but because we recognize that at some point, almost at an unconscious level, it does not really matter in my journey towards God and alignment with God. That's, that's good. I just want to pause on that for a second. I mean, that sorting of, of this isn't helping me to be closer to God or closer to other people. You can see, folks, the allure of escape doesn't do that, right? The allure of escape will keep us away from other people, will keep us away from God, keep us away from that alignment. And if that joyful sense of being on a journey of alignment with God, that joyful sense is what dominates, then our lives will be open and welcoming. A beautiful statement there around, around, around the joy we can find in the moment. I think, folks, part of the, part of the challenge here. Is, is this idea, and it gets back to that epiphany in the, in the wheel. Oftentimes, if, if, I imagine many of us share this, this trait, I know I certainly can, I, I hold out gratitude, and I think, I think sort of gratitude is mine to give, and I'm going to sort of hold it back, especially with the ones I love, just to make sure they behave, right? You know, and, and I'm going to kind of hold gratitude back, and then I think I'll be grateful when there is more, more this, more that, when I'm running, somehow gratitude to use the, the little, uh, the little um, rat wheel there, hamster wheel, the idea that, that I'll be grateful when I can run faster, when I can do more, when I can have more. 
I'll finally be grateful when that happens. And we sort of hold our gratitude back, believing somehow that's going to make that all true. And that's not what God's asking. This is where you have a note on your phone. Practice this, friends. Practice moving away from being happy around quote-unquote more and practice instead being happy with. Let's just breathe into that for a second. So I'll get a big breath. What's that like for you right now to just be happy with? That's the gratitude we're talking about here. And it's a gratitude that moves way away from the allure of escape. An important caveat is we're not talking about inactive lives. We're not talking about actually doing nothing. Grateful people do a lot because they're not escapists. <laughs> you know, they're very grounded in what's right in front. They're very grounded in the work that is to do. As St. Francis famously said, I've done the work that it was mine to do. Your job is to do your work. Well, what's that work? How do you get it grounded right in the here and now? So I would love to hear from you folks here. Now we do this, if you're joining us for the first time, we do this a fair amount here at New Church Live. Where what we do is we put a question up and people text in answers or they put answers into our social media chat rooms. We, we broadcast on a number of different platforms there. We have some that we've already, already gotten. And I'd love to hear from you the answer to this question. Where do you find the simplest joys now in your life? Where do you find the simplest joys now in your life? And you can text me at 215-740-3662. That's 215-740-3662. And to set up as we answer that question and as we look at it, I want to share with you a quote, and then I want to share with you a story that was shared by a member of our sermon writing team, I think really brings this home of, of really kind of grounding gratitude with simplicity into the here and now. Not gratitude around more, but gratitude around with. And it's going to sound like a weird quote. This is a strange quote. I admit it. But I liked it, and I liked the way we talked about it. It's easier to build a rocket than to rock a baby. Easier to build a rocket than to rock a baby. How could this look? Well, I'm going to move over here and tell you a story, a fun story. So we were talking about this in our sermon writing team. Sermon writing team is a wonderful large group of volunteers who meets every week. And they talk about, we talk about topics and, and they sort of help to refine the sermon. I, I laughingly say anything wise I say comes from them, not from me. And, and this, I, this was shared. And so there was one, one, one person who was on the group and she said she'd gone away to a wonderful retreat weekend. And a retreat weekend is where you go with friends, you have some spiritual questions, you light some candles, there's a whole kind of way to do it. It's very beautiful. And they had had, her and her friends had had this deep connection. No doubt there was laughter, no doubt there was tears, no doubt there was connection, no doubt there was wonderful conversation. I mean, I can picture it. I imagine a number of us have been to something like that that really made a great deal. So... What happens? She's sitting in that space. She goes home. She sits back down in a new space for the family vacation that she knows is coming. And she said, this is my temptation. 
My temptation is to think I can take that experience there and that that can somehow be my rocket ship and I can come to this family vacation and really think I'm going to be sitting there with all my kids, my, her kids are adult kids, all my kids sitting around the table and we're going to have those conversations. We're going to be sitting around the table, we're going to laugh, we're going to cry, there's going to be this deep connection, we're all going to understand each other much better. Now, for those of us who have done family vacations, what are the odds that that actually happens? Zero. Zero. <laughs> it's not how family vacations go, for the most part. I mean, obviously, we have moments that connect. That's beautiful. But you can see, if, if, if we're trying to build this rocket ship, we're trying to build this, this sort of this hyped up, super fun, super connecting, super this, super that, we'll miss this moment of figuratively just rocking a baby. Last week, out in Lancaster, with my grandson, and we're walking on a path, and part of me thinks, okay, so we got 15 minutes to walk the path, I'm timing it, we gotta keep moving, keep moving, and he's four, you know what he wants to do? He wants to throw rocks. That's it, that's all he wants to do. I wanna build a rocket ship, he wants to throw rocks. Learning folks to slow down, it doesn't mean to be inactive. It just means to slow down enough that we can find gratitude with, not gratitude in our sense of more. That's, that's a very important place to be in life, and I think that's something where God calls us again and again. And as I mentioned, I think that's one of the real, in many ways, one of the real geniuses, and there's many geniuses here, around how gratitude can work. So gratitude, what is, what's the impact that it has? Well, there's a number of things. We learn to be grateful that way, and we're not doing our escapist stuff. We can see gratitude a couple ways. One is gratitude as the inversion of resentment. So, so in other words, like this, this one author is reading said it beautifully. He said, look, we get to choose to be grateful or resentful. Full of resentment or full of gratitude. And he made a brilliant point. He said, you know, if you have a lot of resentment in your life, the way to invert that is to switch, allow gratitude to switch out its place as the primary driver in your life. Dostoevsky, the brothers Karamazov. There's part in there where the devil says this. The devil says that gratitude is now forbidden. <laughs> He's talking to his minions. Th think about that. Dostoevsky, brilliant, brilliant insights into spiritual topics. And he's saying, yeah, the last thing the devil wants, hell wants, darkness, if you want to use the word shadow, that's, that works too, is gratitude. Is gratitude. Because resentment can't live in that kind of light. And this next one, folks, actually these next two points I want to make, super important. They're not mine, these are from other people. But I think, I think we really have to lean into these. And, and this is, again, where as a pastor, I always get worried words are going to fail. Because these next couple slides, I think, are that transformative. Maybe language won't do them justice. The first one is this idea. Gratitude is a form of courage. That's really significant. How do we learn to be courageous in life? 
one way to think of it is we, we won't learn how to be courageous until we have learned to be grateful. Deep within the what is. Not escaping things. Content with the with. That's where that courage can be because somehow that gratitude, like, it's again, really hard to, to describe, so my apologies, but that gratitude will be anchored. It won't be anchored in the more. You know, sort of these natural things. It'll be anchored at a much higher level. Gratitude around the real, the real core of the human experience, the real things that we actually share, will be, will, be, will be connected there, and that in turn will lead to a certain kind of courage in life. Think about this. What if grateful people are courageous people? What if courageous people are grateful? There's a lot there to think about. And it's connected, folks, with, with this idea here. And I, and I absolutely love this, love this concept. We have to learn to live inside a life that may not be perfectible. Big. Big. I think one way to view life, a way that I certainly practice most of the time, is the idea, oh, of course life is perfect. Uh, excuse me, imperfect. <laughs> of course life is imperfect. But I can take life's imperfection, and then I can just do a few things that come down to my good ideas, <laughs> and then life will all of a sudden become perfect on the other end. Life imperfect, let me get my hands in it, make it perfect. That can be its own form of escapism. That can be its own trip out of what is. Really hold, like maybe, maybe your life is not perfectible. Maybe your life is beautiful, meaningful, good, and blessed. Beautiful, meaningful, good, and blessed. And we can drop that idea that it's perfectible. That's a very potent kind of surrender to life. So let's put some of these things together. This gratitude is courage. This idea life is not perfectible. I'm sure with many of you, and again, I know there'll be people who will be watching this years from now, and you won't know this reference, but I do want to reference it today. It feels important. I think our hearts are all broken over what happened in Buffalo, New York yesterday. For those who aren't aware, there was a shooting. It was race-based. Ten people were killed in a supermarket. And I was listening to the pastor interviewed this morning as I was getting ready for church, and they said, well, what, what would a pastor say to something like this? And he, he had a beautiful line. He said, look, because he'd lost some congregants, look, I'm not a pastor today. I'm just a little boy who's scared. Wise man. So how does it all work, Right? How do we look at something like that and somehow find a gratitude that grounds us into the here and now, even in that? It's not easy to do. And I don't even think it's something, folks, that we pursue. Like, it's not like you come to some event like that and you, you tell somebody, well, make a list of the 10 things you're grateful for. I don't think that's it at all. I think what we do is we live in the moment 
And we live in this knowledge, and this is really significant, that we can even at times learn to have gratitude for our broken hearts. We can learn to have gratitude for our broken hearts. I think that is true at a very individual level for those of you who are struggling around loss or a real challenge. I think that's true at a broader level as well. Why is that? Our hearts break because we love. Our hearts break because we love. Broken hearts are never the enemy. Apathy always is. And when we can live into that place of even joining together where our hearts break, there's not a gratitude per se as in, as in something we kind of, again, like a list we come out with, look at all the good things. I, I don't think that's it. I think God's heart breaks too right along with ours. But we definitely do learn this softness a softness around broken hearts, and then a softness that can build into a gratitude, that can build into an understanding that the heart of life, that the heart of life, the very heart of life, is this. The very heart of life is good.
the ground Love turns the whole thing around Fear is a friend who's misunderstood But I know the heart of life is good I know it's good That idea, friends, that the, the heart of life is good is, is no small thing. Let's let just gratitude rest there. I know there's people who join us every week with broken hearts. I know there's people every week who join us and there's been a threshold moment where life was this way, a phone call, now a very different life. I know that as a society, as a community, we go through these moments like the Buffalo shooting of collective trauma. And how do we come back to that the, the heart of life is good? How do we do that? It was fun reading what you folks shared. You know, in terms of the places where, those, those simple places where you found gratitude, where, where life has made a difference. And it was, it was interesting reading them, reading them uh, backstage and, and they're just these great examples of what we already know. I mean, I just have to smile because, again, when you do a sermon, a sermon is really all about just telling people what they already know. And, and it's that idea of the with. It's all about this with. It's all about this with. Just, I want to share some with you, and then we're going to, then we're going to share some here. What I want to give you a chance, though, to do is I do want to give you a chance to answer just a little bit more. And we're going to see a donation video here. And I just want to make sure if there's anyone else who wants to offer one out there, you get a chance, again, to text me in at 215-740-3662. So we're going to do a little video here. And you get a chance to text me in and answer, where do you find that simple joy in life? Hey, New Church Live. I just want to invite you all to consider making a donation today. If you're watching this service, either live or archived, you're using the technology it takes to view this service. And it takes a small army of people that are highly skilled in order to run this service, as well as all the technology it takes to stream it to your living room. So we hope you'll consider supporting this congregation and making a donation before the end of our fiscal year. We have about $110,000 left to raise, and we're really hoping that we can meet that goal so that we continue to offer all the things that happen here and stream services to you. So thank you all very much for making a donation today. So we got a few more answers in there, folks. And again, grateful for all the financial support that keeps this congregation going. And I want to share with you some we got online, and then I'm going to give people again a few more minutes if you're texting something in. These were some we got off of social media. Sarah from out of Michigan writes, imagining and reading with children. Sherry in Tennessee writes, in our home with family. Teresa from the Poconos, family, reading, nature, especially waterfalls. I like that one. 
Rachel from Wisconsin writes, in nature or listening to music or both. Suli from out of Rochester writes, out in nature. Rebecca from Australia. I had to look up where she was, she was sending a note from. Rebecca from Australia writes, eating good food, listening to all music, going to work and sleeping and dreaming. And Carolyn from Chicago, watching our pups playing. That's good. And we had a bunch of responses here to the, to the text answers, which I don't think I'll be able to get through them all because we got a bunch. <laughs> but I'll give you a sampling here. Playing and singing my sister's songs. Reading books side by side with my grandson. I find simple joy by spending time with my family and friends, singing with my brother, sitting at the campfire in Promised Land State Park, inside of yourself, walking my grandson home from school and listening to what kindergarten has taught him that day, Easter Sunday dinner with kids and, and my godson, I find my simplest joy in just laughing and spending time with the special people in my life. Simple joy when someone just shows up and listening, listens. It feels like going from drowning to being able to tread water again. Listening to birds, look out, of, look out at the mountains, watch the color in a sunset, watching light push out the new, the new leaves. Enjoying beautiful, beautiful views of nature, especially sunsets. I find gratitude in the appreciation of nature. God did that. I find joy in cooking, preparing a meal for my family. Every simple thing in nature seems simple, but of course it is complex. Simplest joy for me is watching my backyard birds, especially my hummingbirds. Aren't hummingbirds like the coolest thing ever? Watching our kids enjoy simplicity. And I'm thinking, Jonathan, watching my grandson throw rocks. Ah, the simplest joy are times sitting with my children and coaching. Family days at the beach, experiencing nature. We're almost done. Being outdoors, my family's presence, getting lost in a book, a meal lovingly prepared. In conversation where we are both listening. Coffee with friends. Quiet moments with my husband, Jason. Folks, those are, that's such a good list. It's such a good list. See, and I think that's, that's the gratitude we're called to, right? That's the gratitude we're called to. That's so much. I mean, you folks wrote beautiful answers. That's so much the gratitude with. Not a gratitude around more. It's that epiphany that we're not trying to run faster. We're trying to find peace. And the amazing part, when we find that kind of gratitude and that kind of simplicity, even when we're running, <laughs> even if we go back on that endless treadmill, we're still going to find a level of peace in our lives. I mean, that, that's a miracle to me. And I've seen people who can do that. So then it brings this question here, like, how do we actually, how do we actually express it to God? Well, here's how it's expressed. The multitude of, this is from, from Isaiah, this is God is saying like, this is the kind of thanks I don't mean. The multitude of your sacrifices, what are they to me? We're talking about physical sacrifices, sacrificing animals, burnt offerings, all that kind of stuff. I have more than enough of burnt offerings, 
when you come to appear before me. Who has asked this of you? Stop bringing me meaningless offerings. <laughs> God's pretty clear there. Right? What, what we think is the way to express gratitude to God may not be the way God actually wants gratitude. In a few, in a few short verses later, and this line actually mirrors you know, the famous line from Micah, what has God asked of you? He has, showed you a, he has showed you what is good, and what does the Lord require of you to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? Same kind of tone in what I'm going to share with you here. This is a, just a few verses later in Isaiah. Learn to do right. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the orphan. Plead the case of the widow. Come now, let us settle the matter. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are as red as crimson, they shall be like wool. I love the juxtaposition there. The juxtaposition that I think is so fascinating is, here is God saying, like, look, take care of other people. You want to know what forgiveness of sins looks like? You want to know what salvation looks like? Take care of other people. You want to know how to get to heaven? You want to know what heaven is? You want, to, you want to learn to be your best self? Take care of other people. That's how we express gratitude. Now, is there anything wrong with a prayer of gratitude or a list of gratitude or the 10 things I'm grateful for today? Absolutely not. I think that's a really good thing. Allow that to build sort of a heart of gratitude. And then let me ask you, then what are you going to do with it? Because maybe as you build that heart, you're going to find a new kind of courage out there into the world. You're going to find a new way to approach other people. You're going to find a new way to approach your own life. You're going to find change. You're going to find love. You're going to find all those things. Why? Because that's God's will. Because that's God's will. And we find ourselves, folks, in this beautiful place, as Emanuel Swedenborg says, where what is angelic life? Well, simple equation. Angelic life is a life of kindness. So God, friends, with all this, is not a God who sort of gives gifts and it demands like a thank you letter, make sure you send it within a week. This is a God who gives you the gift who appreciates gratitude for that gift, not because God needs it, but because God knows that we do. That we need to learn how to express gratitude because that expressing it will bring our awareness and our sight to it, and then we can start to see, and then we can start to do, and reach out, and make a difference in a world that so badly needs it. And what we do with it, folks, we understand that the heart of life is good and we find that courage, that courage that will actually get us there. So my closing thought today, maybe just this afternoon, think a little bit about gratitude. And, and yes, as a, as a warm feeling, that's good. And also, maybe hold it in a way that you have a little bit of an edge to it. A little bit of, what am I going to do with this now? How's the world today going to be different because I was just a little bit more grateful and just a little bit more courageous?
Think about that, friends. And think about living into that place as best you can. And I think you'll find a simplicity that can do this, that can change your life, and that in some way can make a small dent in changing our world. Amen. What we're going to do now, friends, is now we're going to do a prayer. After the prayer, I'm going to do a meditation. After the meditation, I, we're going to do like a little final blessing, and then you folks get treated to the final song, which is a home-written song, by the way. So please join me in prayer. Lord, thank you for your presence here among us today. Thank you for these beautiful souls joining us from all over the country, from California to Georgia to Australia, to England, to Ireland, to all these places, Lord, as well as places near. Abington, Huntington Valley, all these towns, Lord. And what do we share with all that? We share connection. And Lord, allow us maybe start there. Allow us to be grateful for that connection, for that ability we have to gather together every Sunday. And then, Lord, allow that connectedness and that gratitude to echo out. To echo out there into the world in new ways, in ways that change, in ways that make the world different. Gratitude, of course, is a beautiful, wonderful feeling. But gratitude is this. Gratitude is this. Gratitude is a call to action. Is a call to do. Is a call to be. Is a call to move forward in our lives in ways that make a difference. Thank you, Lord, for your presence here today. Thank you, as always, for this amazing congregation. And Lord, our hearts truly do go out with all those grieving in Buffalo today. Allow in some small way, Lord, for them to feel held and carried and loved. Amen. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so upon the earth. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you, bring you peace, and bring you home. Amen. Have a wonderful week. We're going to close with an original song by the Funky T. This is Desire to Inspire. Let's groove.
Have a great week.